Amen. Amen. I want to pray for Pastor Winona. Pastor David and Pastor Winona are down in Columbus, Ohio. Do you remember Pastor uh, Jim Baker, his wife Mary? They've ministered at our church, and they, Pastor Baker was here uh, a few months back. Um, well, they're having a conference this weekend with a gentleman named James Maloney and a very strong... Um, in, wow, just being led by the Spirit in uh, whether it's uh, powerful words of, of knowledge, of prophetic, of healing, um, just the whole area of how God is restoring his authority in the church. And uh, so I want to pray for Pastor Winona because she has finished her different, um, her, I think, a set of six chemotherapy um, this Thursday, she, Wednesday or Thursday, she goes in for a CAT scan just to, to get a, a good picture of what's happening. Um, and, uh, and just this weekend with where there they are uh, um, sitting under that ministry, um, not only that God imparts something, but I believe God is going to just touch her. Amen. And so I want to, why don't we all stand together and just lift up Pastor Winona. Heavenly Father, right now, wherever Pastor David and Pastor Winona are, whether they're in a meeting or, or at lunch, whatever they're doing right now, we activate our word of faith. We activate our faith and we speak to Pastor Winona to be healed. Father God, you have a, a plan and you have a purpose, and cancer is not part of your purpose. And so we speak against that cancer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, cancer, you must go. We give you your eviction notice, and you must leave that body. And we speak life into her body right now. Pastor Winona, we speak life into your body. When you come home, you go through those tests. They're going to come back clear in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing and wholeness over that body. And the tests are going to come back clear in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just ask for a supernatural impartation to Pastor David and Pastor Winona this weekend. The things they hear will be birthed in their spirit. They will come back um, ready to take, take it to the next level. Take it to the next level of boldness, of authority, of courage. Lord, a new level, impart that into them this weekend in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Just keep Pastor Winona in prayer this week. Um, I, I was talking to Pastor David uh, a few months back. It must have been April, May, uh, maybe, maybe May or June in that range. And uh, 
I was just, well, there was all kinds of things happening. Um, um, and I don't know, I think I even kind of preached one kind of sermon. It wasn't really a sermon. It was just, I just felt really strong that God, Jesus imparted his power and his authority to his disciples. He had sent them out and, and uh, just his words. He said, I saw Satan being falling from heaven. The disciples had been sent out. Uh, they came back. I believe it's Luke chapter 10. I don't know, Cor, if you can just kind of survey that. It's probably around verse 10, verse 11, 12, in that range. Jesus says to them, because they come back, they're all excited about the stuff that was happening. And Jesus had said, I, I saw Satan fall from heaven. And he says, now you understand that I have given you all power and all authority. Do you find that? There, look at that. To trample on serpents and scorpions. And listen to that. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall buy any. How many of you consider yourself a disciple? See, I think we, we create believers. And actually, I heard a real funny phrase. We create unbelieving believers. They don't really believe what Jesus, and just leave that scripture verse up there so that we just can keep referring to it. We don't actually really believe what Jesus says about us because we've, we've put them, and some of the, the fault is ours, we put them in this category of, uh, you're a believer now, where really we're all disciples We're all this, and, and when you, uh, yeah. So I'll go back. I'll, I'll start over again. So as I was talking to Pastor David, the, the phrase to, that, that was just burning in me was understanding the full authority of a disciple of a believer, a true believer. What is the full authority? Because I, I want to get, and I, I must admit, I'm not there yet. I want to trample over all the power of the enemy. He's under our feet. Pastor Brenda, how do you like, I'm Pastor Uncle Daniel. I just thought that was funny, but I'm Pastor Uncle Daniel. As Pastor Brenda asked me, well, so what are you going to preach on? And I thought about it. And I, I had to summarize it in a sentence. And that's all the time I have. But I came down to a question, what were you designed for? If you want to sum up what I've been 
thinking and feeling and sensing and desiring. What were you designed for? To scrape by? Be the, I don't know, 30 years ago it was called the white knuckle Christian. You're just hanging on and your, your, your knuckles are turning white because we're hanging on till Jesus comes. And we go through life stressed and harassed and beaten down and weary. Is that what you were designed for? And throughout scripture throughout scripture you see god coming to his people say you're not the you're not the tail you're the head you're going to be above not beneath the the blessing that he gave mankind wasn't not just adam and eve but all mankind he then, man fell. He gave the same blessing to Noah. Then when he called out a nation for himself, he gave the same blessing to Abraham. And then in Deuteronomy, he gave that same blessing to the full nation. What is God's design? What is God's design for you and me? And as I, I was thinking of that, and that was burning in, in my spirit, um, we were going through the summer, and Pastor Winona, we, uh, we, were, we, we had chatted, you know, for men's Bible study, ladies' Bible study, what are we going to, well, she plops about like seven books on my desk for me to review. Well, started with three. She plopped three books, then the next week, oh, here's two more, and then the next week, oh, I ordered two more, so going through all these books and came across the book uh, Relentless that we are actually doing. And what I was feeling and sensing was written in a book. <laughs> and I want to encourage you, if you don't come to men's Bible study, ladies' Bible study, get the book and read it. And I know talking to Pastor David, we, I, I want to start preaching and teaching what we're learning as well in as as just um to marry those subjects because we what the the key scripture verse was we were designed to rule in this life yeah. olivia was talking about Two years ago, <laughs> three years ago, we did a whole series on living above the noise. And then what happened? Noise. <laughs> but we were designed, we were created to live above that. And not just live above it, ignoring it, but live above it as in dominating it. Ruling in life subduing just a you know jesus it says for this purpose was the son of god manifest to destroy the works of the devil 
And that same, that same purpose was handed off to us by Jesus. He said, as the Father sent me, it's in John 17. It's a good passage of scripture. He says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. And we are not created to be white-knuckle Christians. Just hoping we survive. Just hoping we make it. Just hoping that somehow God comes back before I just lose it. And I have an awesome message and it's 12 o'clock, and I'm just going to give you the Coles notes. You know, we have a whole benefit package that was given to us. Now, I'm going to, five minutes, five minutes, I'm going to do this. You know, I, I was, I, I, I worked in bookkeeping and accounting and administration for 20 years. And uh, as part of my job, I would give people, uh, assign them up for employee benefits. The dental, the health care, the prescription refunds, all that sort of thing. And I would give them a book that outlined their benefits. And I was shocked every year because I, I wouldn't interact with these people. They, they would just interact directly with the insurance company. I'd get a report back. And I was shocked every year how underutilized the benefit package was. Like, I paid, like, I write the check every month to the insurance company. And then I get the report back. And it's like, these people are using like 10% value-wise, 10% of what I'm putting into this thing. Pardon me? Oh, <laughs> don't talk during church. <laughs> but, but God, and, and, and you know, some, some people are uncomfortable with talking about the benefit package that God has given us. You know, we, we were created to dominate. And some people have a problem with that. And we've, we've created this whole subculture in the church of, of a poverty mindset. And we hear in our economy in British Columbia, you know, there's a poverty line. You know, so many Christians live below the poverty line in their Christian life. When, on the other hand, we've been supplied with this amazing benefit package. And God is audacious enough to even call it his benefits. And I really hope that over the next couple months between the various pastors that preach, that we change the mindset that we have a full slate of benefits that Christ purchased with his blood for us. 
and we just scratch the surface, literally scratch the surface of what Jesus Christ gave to each one of us. Now, you probably all know the passage I'm going to go to. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all of his benefits. You know the one great benefit? Let's flip the next one. Who forgives? You know, this is about as far as most Christians get. I'm saved, and I'm going to heaven, my sins are forgiven, and I'm hanging on for dear life. This is as far where we have a full slate, and he heals all your disease. I want to get there. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> and, and this drives me. It drives me. It drives me. What's the next verse say? He redeems your life. Do you realize we have so many believers whose lives are just getting ruined, destroyed? We put up with the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. We're white-knuckling it to heaven while our life is being destroyed when we, in actuality, we've been given, given the authority to, dis, to speak to the thief. We've been given the power and the authority as a child of God to speak to the thief. Amen? I was kind of half-hearted. Mm. We, we, I mean, Jesus spoke to the storm. He spoke to that tree that wouldn't uh, um, produce. He spoke to diseases and they left. He spoke to blind eyes, deaf ears, lame, uh, withered arms. He spoke to whatever was ruining people's lives. And now I've started, you know, it's, I've started speaking to things. We, we need to start speaking to the thief and telling him, oh, you know what, there's a passage, I forget exactly where it is, where it taught, Jesus said, you know what, I've already kicked down the door of the person who's plundered. He says, I've kicked the door down, I've entered his home, and I'm retrieving what has been plundered. And then he gave us the power and the authority to walk into that house 
and take back what has been plundered. That is a power and authority that has been given to each one of us. Now, is it easy? Not always. Not always. It's hard sometimes. And it takes time. It takes some energy. I think, I think we've also sold this bill of goods to Christians in general that it's some just magic formula. This magic pill and everything is going to happen. And you know what? Jesus sets free instantly. But learning, it, it's, it says, teach me your ways. There, there is some learning that has to happen. There is some experiential knowledge that has to happen. There is some putting your time and effort in that has to happen. But we've just said, come up, receive prayer, and then go out and do it. And people, it doesn't happen that way. We have to put some time and effort. Um, <laughs> we've all been given the mind of Christ. We've all received, been born again as a new creation. But, but there is some learning how to walk in, in, in that lifestyle. But I think we've, we've just sold this bill of good that it's just one prayer, one impartation, and it's done. And it's not a magic pill. It's learning to walk in the ways of God. It says, teach me. And, and over the last... I don't know how long. I just like, teach me your ways, Lord. And, and learning the ways of God is, 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 is learning to speak. Part of it is learning to speak to the destroyer and actually destroy him. <laughs> That's the commission we've been given is to destroy the destroyer. Amen. Crowns you with loving kindness. Tender mercies. We serve a good God. And sometimes we put up with a bunch of crap. Garbage, sorry. We put up with a lot of garbage in our life thinking, this is God teaching me something. And we put up with a lot of garbage. And that's not God. And it's not God. So again, we got to move one line back and start speaking to the thief. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Again, a totally different message is look at Jesus. What was his life full of? Rejecting people? Again, we, we, we've heard a few different sermons on it, but Jesus never said to anybody coming to him, oh, it's not your time. Sorry, maybe come back next week and I'll be full of the power. He never said, oh, you know what? I, I, in the spirit realm, I saw what you did not last week. So you know what? You're disqualified. He never said that to anybody. 
And then you know what Colossians says? Chapter 1 says, Jesus is the exact image of his Father. And so we can literally look at the life of Christ and understand the Father. And actually Jesus even said it. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you know the Father, then you, you'd, you would have known me. Why? Because they're, they're the exact image of each other. And so if you want to know what God is like, oh, wow, thank you. You're good, Cora. You're hired. You're hired. So if you want to know what God is like, God's character, God's nature, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. And if you want to know what we need to be like and what kind of power and what kind of authority we can walk in, look at Jesus. Because the exact power and the exact authority that the Father put on Christ it's the exact same power and authority that Christ put on us. Last one. What was the last benefit? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. That's a kind of a Coles notes. But that's what we were designed for. I loved last week's message. Psalms 139. What a I'm, I'm going to close with this because hopefully I can find it. No, I don't need the Bible. My Bible's right here. This is a, this, I really enjoy reading the Passion translation. You, this is Psalms 100. You formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing into something. Isn't that powerful? You saw, listen to this. You saw who you created me to be before I had become me. Oh, wow. Think about that. Even now, as you're sitting here thinking, I can never walk in that, that, that benefit package. Christ sees you. Who he created. He sees who he created you to be. Even though you might be sitting here thinking, I can't do that. That's not me. No. Christ, who formed you out of, literally, out of nothing. In the same way he created the heavens and the earth. Out of nothing. There wasn't even a, a single cell that could divide. There was nothing. There wasn't a, a, a clump of mush somewhere that just developed into everything. No, there was nothing. And there was nothing to you and to me, yet Christ saw everything and wrote a book about you.
And so you might be sitting here thinking, I can't walk in that. And you know what? I don't yet walk in all of that, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Why? Because that's what Christ said about me. That's what God the Father said about me. That's what he said about me. And I'm going to take what he said about me and I'm going to pursue it. I'm going to chase it down. Why? Because his word doesn't lie. And so when nothing happens, if I pray for somebody, you know what? Something does happen. <laughs> That's the myth we say. Oh, nothing happened. Can you believe that you can talk to God and nothing happened? Do you believe that you can talk to God and then nothing, absolutely nothing happens? And that, but yet that's the myth. That's the myth we say to ourselves as a person walks away from us with no healing at that point in time. Is a, I guess nothing happened. I guess this doesn't work. And it's a myth again that we've been sold. No matter what you see in the physical what you see with your eyes, when you talk to God and you pray over somebody, something is happening. And we got to start changing our mindset. Your life is full of noise. Look unto Jesus. Just stop looking at the noise. That's what the noise is there for. In biblical terms, the noise is a roaring lion who roars and roars and tries to get you to take your eyes off Jesus. In biblical terms, it's taking captive every thought. And my wife said, what does that mean? Because people hear you say, take captive every, what does it mean? It means literally Taking that thought as it's going through your brain and grabbing it and saying, hold on. I'm arresting you, thought. I'm the thought police. <laughs> there's, a good, there's a good politically correct term today. The th be the thought police in your own life. But evaluate each thought and say, does this thought line up with what God has said? Am I going under? Am I failing? And take every thought captive. Arrest it. Stop it. And say, no, I'm not going down this thought road. And literally, literally you need to override that thought with a God thought. You, you have to. I don't know how many of you, I know I have spent Literally going to bed at, sometimes at night, spending half an hour on some thoughts. Like, okay, how am I going to get to the end of the month with what's left in my bank account? Or how am I going to get to next year based on where I'm at right now? And how, how am I going to make it through tomorrow? And we literally will spend half an hour stressing ourselves out. Creating this pool of anxiety that we dwell in. And you know what we call that? We just call that, oh, I was just thinking about this last night. No, you were actually meditating on it. 
How about let's meditate on what God said? I'm, I'm practicing that every night. I've memorized Psalm 23. Yes. Against the law. Paul said, the law of sin wars against the law of my mind. But at the end of chapter Romans chapter 7, he says, but with my mind, I serve the word. There you go. Do you hear that? With the mind, there's this war going on, but with my mind, I serve the word. And so this war goes on in my head. Because I got a one-year gap in my financial plan. As I, uh-oh. <laughs> and I go, I lay there, and then I, I just start. I memorized Psalm 23. It was one of the easiest ones because I had done it in my, when I was a kid. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me. Be- and I start replacing Start replacing the negative medit. You're doing it already. Sorry, folks. You are already meditating. We meditate on something. So meditate on something different. Because you're doing it anyways. Literally. And then literally it's an intentional grabbing that thought. Literally. You have to be intentional or else you start wandering. And what happens to a sheep that wanders into the wrong pasture? Yeah, he's, he's, he gets eaten. <laughs> we need to take those thoughts and say, no, the Lord is my shepherd. Is he a good shepherd? Yeah. Does he care for his sheep? Yeah. Does he know everything about his sheep? Yeah, because he actually created the sheep. So he knows. And we got to start changing our mindset, changing the way we think. Start intentionally, intentionally changing. And I've went way over. I'm, ah. Pastor David, if you listen to this sermon, I hope you were blessed. <laughs> Amen. I want to, I want to, I want to master the five benefits. Because they're not meant just for you. Oh my, I'm starting the next sermon. (laughs) I got to (laughs) stop. They're not meant just for you. You drink of, of the living water. And then what happens? It comes out of you. And God doesn't want to just heal you. He wants to then use you to bring healing, to bring wholeness, to bring life, to bring peace, to bring joy. He wants those benefits then flowing out of your life. You know what? When I discovered all the benefits in my employee benefit package, I literally was telling people, hey, do you do this? Do you use, do you realize how much dental work you can get? I started understanding what my benefit package held. And I started telling literally people, 
I would then go down into the, the, the shop and say, hey, hey, uh, did you know that blah, blah, blah. I, I, hey, if I knew somebody was going through something, do you realize there's counseling in your benefit package? Or man, you got a sore back. Do you realize you can go to a chiropractor and it's paid for? You start sharing the benefit package. It's not just for you. It's used to empower you to then share it. Amen. Share it. Amen. Heavenly Father, why don't we all stand? Why don't we all stand? Heavenly Father, you created us to rule and to reign in, in this life. Lord, captivate our minds. Captivate our spirit. Captivate us with who you are. Oh God, let us, let us start just pursuing you. Pursuing you. All that you have for us. So much that you have for us. So much that you have for us that just gets left dormant. God, help us to pursue you for all of who you are. Not just for our own lives, but Lord, that we can pass it out, tell others, share it, impart, your, impart who you are to other people. God, you created us to rule, to reign, to have dominion, to subdue. Lord, Lord, help us to carry out your purpose, to carry out your plan in this life. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. God bless you.